1: Lucky Lefty Podcast. Truman Demel. What is our football? Thank you for the super chat, first of all, my brother. What is our football philosophy, and is it being received by the players and staff? Marcus Freeman is not a sucker; he's a general. Um, you know what? I don't know this. You know what? This is what I lean on, and, and you know I always lean on this. Marcus Freeman. This is what he said, right? This is what he said. I'll play these two clips and then we'll come
2: back and deep, dig deeper into your question, truly. I kind of told him this today in the team meeting is that I have a vision and identity I want for our team, and that's to be a team that can run the ball and stop the run, right? I want to, I believe in our O line and our D line being the foundation of our team. And so um, I'm excited to see if that can become our identity. That's my vision. Um, I also want to see a team that's aggressive. You know, that's one of our mantras: challenge everything. What does that mean? It means be aggressive. Do not play timid. Do not play scared. Think outside the box offensively and defensively, schematically. Be, be, be okay with taking chances.
1: Now, he also talked about not only that, but he talked about how he saw the roster breaking down and what he wanted to see from his players.
2: Yeah, I look at the DB position, right, the, the safety position. That's a deep group. Right, you talk about Houston and DJ and Brandon Joseph and, and uh, Ramon and Xavier. That group will have a 1A and 1B for sure. And um, it's something going into the spring you probably didn't know. The D line is extremely deep, you know. And and that's with Jason not practicing, you know. But with Foskey and Justin and um, Howard Cross has had an unbelievable spring. I mean, an unbelievable spring. And he's done a great job. And Lacey and I go on and on. But I, I think the depth of our – our middle, right, up the middle, we're really, really deep, especially defensively from the D line um, to the linebackers to the safeties. Right up the middle we're deep. You know, we have to continue to develop some young guys. You know, Cam's out, Cam's out at corner, so we got to develop some young guys at corner. Um, the, the O line, I, don't, I wouldn't say we're 1As and 1Bs yet, but I'm really, really pleased with some of those 1As. Um, and so, again, the running back position would never be – I think up the middle we're really, really strong. You know, and then we have to continue to develop on the edges.
1: I think what you're seeing from his philosophy is overall we want to be a power football team that wins in the trenches. I think following in the spirit of Marcus Freeman, we have seen coaches like Dila McCullough, Chansey Stuckey, and Al Washington come in and while they're getting their feet settled. Be closely connected to the way things used to be from a recruiting standpoint, and then identifying where Notre Dame needs to go in recruiting, right? And that's where the Owen Wafel and Sean Sivigliano thing comes into play. To whereas you might think Owen Wafel was a better player, you might even say the way they went about things, it was kind of fishy. Uh, It is what it is because uh, the way we got from uh, the young man that was committed to the class and the running back, and we ended up with Jeremiah Love. And I'm sorry, the young man's name skits my mind. I've said his name tons of times here uh, on the Lucky Lucky podcast. My apologies, but uh, his father played at Michigan State. You guys know who I'm talking about. But you know, as I move forward, it's a different type of running back. We did a full show on how the talented running back is different than it's been in previous years at Notre Dame. It just is. The explosiveness is different. That's why the news about Jadarian Price today over at the Ivy Message Board is exciting. But he was he was part of that. If he doesn't get injured, it's a great chance. He's the starting running back last year and notre dame had two really good running backs last year just think about that changing the talent changing the narrative changing the explosion at notre dame at positions chancy stuck in two cycles and why receiver has done that while at the same time having to establish a baseline of expectation for the room. And in establishing the baseline of expectation for the room and elevating that moving forward, some young men, they got lost in the wash for different reasons. Didn't really want to see low styles go, but, hey, things happen, right? Quarterback before Tommy Reese left. The challenge was accepted. Go get us a starter. He got us a starter. He got us Sam Hartman. Right? You're excited about that, right? I don't care. Tier four, three, all these articles. I don't give a darn. You got a top five starting quarterback in college football. That's all you need to know. He doesn't need to be an aircraft carrier, all that. No, no, no. You're coming to know today. The story is know today you're one of the sexiest quarterbacks in the nation because you're the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. Hey, Jack Cohn won 10 games at Notre Dame. <laughs> Sam Hartman, you feel pretty good about Sam Hartman. They changed the narrative. CJ Carr, his performance this weekend. At the Elite Eleven, Kenny Minchie, his surprising performance at the Elite Eleven last year, leaving there, calling Notre Dame, wanting to jump on board. Now all of a sudden, the quarterback room is looking different. Deuce Knight putting on a show at the rival of the Seven on Seven. He was at clips all over the place. I've been retweeting his clips. He's putting on a show. Arm is electric. Athletic ability, six five. Notre Dame hasn't recruited a kid like that. By the way, prayers to him and the people of southern Mississippi. Uh, Moss Point got hit, and his home, Lucedale, Mississippi, is literally maybe 15 to 20 miles away, away from where those storms hit this weekend while he was away at the 7 on 7 So our hearts and condolences and prayers go out to him and that entire community down there, hoping that they're okay. But that's a little bit more important than football.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com
1: But the bars have been raised. The bar was raised at linebacker as as Marcus Freeman was a defensive coordinator. The bar was raised. Mike Mickens has done an incredible job raising the bar defensive back. And shout out to the pivot. Shout out to Ryan Clark, you know, just touching on, you know, him knowing that Benjamin Morrison is the real deal and how he knew he was the real deal. Played with his father. Eventually his father became the team chaplain. Right for the Washington Commanders. His father moves to Arizona, opens his own church. Ryan sends his son to Arizona State to play football. Guess what church he attends? He attends Benjamin Morris's church. So he said, yo, my, my pre existing relationship with him and with Jaden Mickey. I knew you had dudes coming to know today. That should confirm and affirm some things for you, Notre Dame fans. You should feel good. I had that as a note. I just thought I would just throw that in there right there because it fit. But it's going to take some work. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Let's go to we have to protect the life of a college coach. Now, this this is, look, man. This is funny because I remember saying this on one of the shows, maybe last year. And I think we're going to save the apparel deal. Left got stuck some things. I'll stick with you guys, answer some questions, give you an hour tonight, you know, let you enjoy the rest of your night. And then tomorrow morning we can dig deep. A little bit deeper into this, gets left's thoughts, and really dig deep into. What I think about this apparel deal, because I have some really good thoughts, man. I, I went and dug up some stuff. I have some really good thoughts, and I want to hear what Left has to say. So we'll save the apparel deal stuff for tomorrow morning. Be with us tomorrow, and we might have a special guest. I did reach out to Bruce Feldman, because I felt like, and I flat out told him, you owe, you've been on the show multiple times, but you owe Notre Dame fans. In appearance with the stuff you said about Sam Hartman and the stuff that you said about CJ Carr in your Elite Eleven report. Notre Dame fans need to holler at you, my brother. I told him. So I'm I'm putting them, I'm trying to get him on the gun line. You know, you remember the life? Gun line boss. I'm trying to get him within the gun line. So you guys can ask him questions. And see what he has to say about what he, about what he's been reporting this summer concerning Marcus Marcus Freeman, Sam Hartman, and then the Elite Eleven performance of CJ Carr. So hopefully we can get him within the next to lock in for tomorrow's show as well. Uh, the life of a college coach is uh, is no joke, man. Um I venture to say that <laughs> it is for a large part very insecure, sometimes lonely. Uh, there are pockets where, you know, everyone is not or does not move, like Mrs. Freeman, everyone does not say, "I put this family being together over finances." It doesn't work like that with everyone, and I'm sure. in a lot of a lot of times it does, but it doesn't always work like that. And the strain it can put on relationships, and families, and the insecurity of not knowing where you're going to be. And having to give these young men this institution and this head coach everything. Some long days, man. Some very long days. Now, NFL coaches, I don't even think it's close, honestly. NFL coaches put in amazing days at the office. <laughs> like it's, You would not believe how many days assistant coaches in the NFL, like now, forget during the season, like they're getting ready for camp. Like right now, assistant coaches aren't seeing the sun, maybe for like two, three days. Bring your bag. Bring a duffel with you to the facility. Do what you got to do. Lock in. We got to prep for camp. We got to get these rookies ready. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to watch film on OTAs. Man, it's bananas. But there's so much more security in a sense, and for Marcus Freeman to say that he has told the president of the university, that's what he said. He said, I told our president, we have to do a better job. Um, We have to do a better job of protecting our coaches. Now, I don't know. I think it's deeper than salary. I think it's about making them feel wanted, making them feel comfortable, allowing them to feel part of the community a little bit more and those outside of the football building being more effective. right? As Marcus Freeman said, we're, He missed out on this. He didn't mention this, but he talked about when he talks to NFL teams, NFL teams know what Notre Dame players come with. Notre Dame players are not coming to the NFL with a lot of BS. See, that's a saving grace in the NFL, man. When coaches know they can go to a university and they can get sound, fundamental football players that are well-coached that don't come with the BS, They love that. They want the superstars. That's what the first two rounds are for. The the first round is for risk, right? Risk. We just had a defensive lineman from Georgia. Production-wise, did nothing close to Isaiah Foskey in college. But yet, still, he went in front of Isaiah Foskey. Why? Because his talent is worth the risk to evaluators and scouts. First round is all about risk, man. That's why quarterbacks go high. Risk. It is what it is. But they know they're getting signed. That's why Notre Dame constantly is fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh in the, in the, in college football when it comes to producing NFL players or having NFL players on a roster. I watched the replay. Of a great classic game that the Detroit Lions had when they turned their season around. They came into Soldier Field three and six. I think the Bears are three and five. And it was 31 30. Justin Fields had the ball on a 40 yard line, fourth and five. And Julian Acuara comes up with the sack. After he whiffs on the sack, he doesn't give up, he gets up. And he goes and he chases down Justin Field one more time. And I'm like, yo, that's Julian Akwar <laughs> Like, that's crazy. Look, Notre Dame players and the Notre Dame football program is very well respected the way they do things. Because there are certain things I love the way. Now this is a point I'm going to get to next. Because let me, let me put a star on this. This might be my second favorite point that he made to Channing Crowder. But understand this. Notre Dame has not done the best job of protecting his coaches. And what I mean by that is Notre Dame, Dylan McCullough is going to get a great job one day. Chansey Stuckey is going to get looks in the NFL. He is. Mike Mickens is going to get looks at the NFL. Al Golden, I'm sure, has designs on getting back to the NFL. Al Washington has designs on a greater future. It is what it is. But while they're here, you can go a long way in making them feel very comfortable. And I think it goes beyond salary. By no means does that mean that salary isn't part of it man take care of your players and i'm glad marcus freeman said that he mentioned that to father jenkins my next point when this man was asked i love it this see this is a question and the way it was asked no one on the beat could ask marcus freeman this question no one they couldn't ask it like this and the way it was asked brought about the answer the way it needed to be said. Because it's real tall. It's real tall. Channing Crowder was like, yo, man, look, I love that you man, I love what I saw. Like when they first out, first walked out in the intro. Chan is like, yo, Chan and Fred Taylor, they're from Florida. They're from the SEC, and they're like, yo, what's the first thing you notice, bro? Ain't no sponsors. It's all about the tradition in the program, bro, as soon as you walk down. No sponsors. He breaks down the 42 lines and degrees and how they all aim and touch down, you know, and how it leans to the, the year that Notre Dame was created. If you go by the mathematics of it, and he breaks it down, and they're like, yo, that's crazy. The tradition is real it's real it's not fake it's not something we just talk about this is mathematically constructed to be the foundation of this stadium for every young man that takes part that's deep now nah, I'm I'm look I can get deep I can give you a whole sermon just off that but I'm not doing that tonight I'm not doing that tonight. I might go to my, my other podcast with the ministry and get into that at one point. But it's really deep. The foundation that's laid and the belief in tradition that's laid and put into the construction of that field. That's, that's really amazing. And as a Notre Dame football fan, I'm glad I'm part of it. And I'm glad they do it the way they do it. See, that's the beautiful thing about Notre Dame. I'm glad they stick to the academics. Which leads to what Shannon Crowder said. Shannon Crowder was like, Coach, man, this is beautiful, man. I learned a lot. But let me tell you one thing I couldn't have come here, bro. <laughs> and I respect Shannon for keeping it above. He said, Coach, you to come to see me at high school. I probably had just taken somebody's lunch, somebody's chicken nuggets, all the girls were around me, and I had my tank top on, man. You couldn't have talked to me about no today. I was trying to go to no classes. He was honest about what the University of Florida is. Still to this day. He Say, hey man. That's NFL University. We go to school two to three years, we out of there. We ain't thinking about nothing else. Fred Taylor shook his head. Yep, yep. He said, "So man, what's up with this? uh, How you get five star? You know, are you willing to turn down a five star Heisman prospect recruit if he doesn't fit Notre Dame?" Marcus Freeman gave the most gangster answer ever. He was real and said, ooh, ooh, Chan, that's tough. Well, I can't believe you asked me that. You gonna ask me that right here? You gonna ask me that right here? In front of everybody like that? <laughs> that's that said, the entertainer bit, you know, from uh, Original Kings and Company. But he turns it around and says, look, I'ma fight. See, that's that's that see that right there. Brian Kelly wouldn't even fight. At least Marcus Freeman said, I'll fight. Even if I don't get him, I'll fight. Because it means something. Brian Kelly wouldn't even fight. He would just flat out use the excuse and not even work. Go play 18 holes. That was his excuse. to Go play 18 holes. Marcus Freeman told you, I'll fight. Yeah, I'll fight. I'll fight. I'll fight for him. But at the end of the day, I don't want him to come here because it wouldn't be the best thing for him in his career. And he wouldn't be successful here. The man is saying, I don't want to mess up the young man's career. Because if you come here, they real about it. He's letting all these recruits know. You come to Notre Dame, oh, they gangster about this education, bro. Oh, they real. You going to class here. They are going to check up on you here. You going to get yeah, that schoolwork, or you going to be bout about it. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He said, but what I will do is go get the five-star kid that doesn't think he can work here. He can be successful here. And we're going to prove to them to him and show them that you can. Woo! Let me see walk right there for my coach, boy. Woo, let me see walk for my head coach right there. Let me tell you something. Marcus Freeman dropped some jewels. But when he responded to Channing Crowder and that real question right there, in the way he did, let me tell you something. Young men on that national platform, Marcus Freeman just told you, Don't be intimidated by what you hear. Come chop it up with me, Caleb Beasley. Come chop it up with me, Justin Scott. Come chop it up with me, Deuce Knight from Loosedale, Mississippi. Nobody thinks Deuce Knight from Loosedale, Mississippi is a Notre Dame fit. Nobody thinks that. Everybody thinks he's going to go to Tennessee. He's going to stay in SEC country. Marcus Freeman is saying, I'm fighting for you, dog. You deserve these networks. You deserve something bigger than what football can give you. Deuce Knight, you deserve something better than what football can give you. I know they're trying to build a program around you, Justice Scott. You deserve better than that. We're going to give it to you. you don't even know you a Notre Dame guy. But guess what? We're going to show you. We're going to fight and show you. We're going to fight and show you, Deuce Knight. We're going to fight and show you, Caleb Beasley. You're our type of kid. Stop worrying about narratives and what you think and what you hear. Just come holler at us. Come holler at us. We'll show you. You belong here. You're our type of guy. You're our type of kid. And we're going to show you. Man, let me tell you something. This was the look that Notre Dame needed. Shout out to Emil Carlisle, man, for putting it together. Katie Lonergan for directing and, and, and tying up the loose ends and Yo, Bershaw, hey, Bershaw, brother, hey, I had a piece of church when I was watching it. I'm, I'm being honest with you, man. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I see your question. And three, man, let me tell you look, the way David Shula, or was it Dave, Mike Shula? It was one of the Shulas that was there. Was that David or Mike? I don't want to mix the names up. I think it was Mike Schuler, right? The former quarterback. That, and uh, and then uh, the Dennis Francioni from Washington State. That fiasco, man, dude. <sighs> Let me tell you something, man. Um, that stuff that was going down at Bama. Before Saban got there, was absolutely, man, (laughs) it was not good, brother. It was not good. It was not good. It was not good. (laughs) That's why they gave Saban the keys, because they were like, hey, whatever you need, man, whatever you need to win, it's yours. Just take it. Oh, just take it. You know what I'm saying? But look, once again, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe on our YouTube channel, man. You guys have been wonderful, Notre Dame fans, LL Nation, in support of us. Don't forget this fall as well. You can see Malik. Doing color commentary on CBS Sports on certain Saturdays out on the West Coast for football games, man. We're totally blessed from the work we put in. We both are expanding. We look forward to dropping our merch as soon as camp breaks. There's so much going on. Yo, I'm so thankful and so grateful. And we can't do anything but say thank you because if you hadn't tuned in, and if you did not listen and lend us an ear and your support, the attention from other places would not have come. But we're locked in right here to Lucky Lefty Podcast every day, no matter what, with you Notre Dame fans. So go ahead, and continue to subscribe. We continue to build the 4,000, giving you audio edibles each and every day that will be exclusively over at CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then right now, this will drop tonight, and then it will be up on Irish Breakdown a little bit later tomorrow. Remember, that's right. J. Card left is in a suit. Remember, during the, uh, I think it was about two months ago, he was talking about he had to cut his hair. Well, he, he's cut his hair to go take the headshots for the gig. And look, I'm proud of my bro. I'm proud of my bro. I'm proud of my bro. Absolutely. So do that. Don't forget, we really need you guys to go support CNB Nation. We do. The numbers are getting there, uh, but we want them to get there and grow. And we need to get up to about 1,500 before the season starts. really need that, okay? Especially once we go towards camp. We really need the numbers to get towards up over a 1,000. Not just the YouTube page. We're talking about subscriptions on the audio side. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We need you guys to go lock in, help us support, all right, so we can build. I promise you, we have some really great stuff and some exclusive stuff. Some exclusive stuff that will be CFB Nation only. Malik is putting together a quarterback-driven breakdown film room thing that will not be available on IB Nation and will only be available at CFB Nation. And we need you guys to lock in with us right now so as we create, you won't be missing out. We just want you guys to be connected to it, all right? As I said before, we're left having some things he had to take care of. We're going to save the apparel talk and the new hire reportedly coming from West Virginia to be director of scouting. Small steps, a long way to catch up with other top programs, but the change is coming. I wish I could sing, because I would go out tonight singing Sam Cooke. Change is going to come, because it seems like that's what's happening around the Notre Dame football program (laughs) right now. (laughs) But I don't sound anything I don't sound anything like the great Sam Cook, so I will save everyone that piece of embarrassment from your boy. All right? Great show. Thank you, guys, for tapping in with us. Give me an hour to uh, talk to you about this Marcus Freeman interview on The Pivot and how it has really done a lot for Notre Dame moving forward. It's a great look. You already know what time
0: it is. petty, pedic, 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 Junction. It's time to get petty.
1: Oh, we did a good job executing.
0: Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train.
1: I just don't like you.
0: You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic? (laughs) Petty Junction.
1: Petty Junction, petty story of the day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, HonoraWhiskey.com, at Premium American Whiskey, Whiskey.com. Let me tell you something, man. Look, I it's petty because it's my opinion. But my heart, my thoughts, and my prayers go out to the people that are in the submersive that left on Sunday as part of a tour, going to view the wreckage of the Titanic. The clock is ticking. Even if they find them, it is going to be nearly impossible to bring them up unless the systems that are automatic on the submersive can be functional to get them to deploy and bring them to the surface. So I preface that with that because it is not, yes, at this point, it's less than 30 hours of oxygen. And um, before I get to the petty part, I just want to say that I take what is happening very seriously, and I'm praying for everyone involved and all the families involved. Now, let me get to the petty side. Man, leave these wreckages alone, leave them, leave stuff alone, man. How many times do the Titanic sink? Is at the bottom of the ocean? The ocean has been documented. It has been put into a feature film that won Oscars and launched the career of Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. It is what it is. Let it. And then you're charging people. The owner and the president. Let me tell you why he goes on a petty train. This man had the nerve to hop on national worldwide news and defend the tours that he puts on when people are about to face death. Man, you have zero heart. Zero. Obviously, there was a malfunction with your construction of this particular submersive. And you are worried about your bottom line and your company when lives are at stake. Man, I, I'm so, I don't care how much people pay. Is there, wait a minute, let me get this right. Is it is it correct that people pay a quarter of a, is it a quarter of a billion dollars that some people pay to be part of this? Is that what it is? Is that, dude, stop. I totally disagree. I hey, do. Looking at that records ain't worth my life, bro. It ain't worth my life. That's why people with a bunch of money that had nothing else to do ended up doing this. They just don't have nothing else. They don't have anything else to do. It's the same reason why I tell people, you know what's in the ocean? people that feel like, animals that feel like it's their ocean, and you're invading. So when they attack, don't get mad at them. That's where they live. Okay, but 250K. I heard that correct. Incorrectly. It's a quarter of a million. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I don't care. if Man, if I am blessed to become a billionaire one day, I guarantee you what I won't be doing, and this is coming from a person that is still looking to skydive. I'm still looking to skydive. I've parasailed. man. I've done all types of crazy things. So this, I'm not a stay on the shore type of guy. That's not me. I'm not. I'm not stay on the shore type of guy. I am adventurous of my own way. I'm, I'm man. I can't wait. I'm planning eventually. Over the next five years to do some type of safari in Africa, you know, when I go there with my wife and and visit the Port of No Return on the east, on the west coast and everything. Like, yo, I'm all about adventure. But that is not one adventure. No. First of all, I'm too claustrophobic. That is not enough room. If I'm taking that trip, I'm taking that trip by myself. I'm taking up the entire, me, get me? Give me the entire submersive along with two other people to to, uh, take care of it, drive it, and do maintenance. That's it. (laughs) That's it. And it's not a funny matter, man. But I had to put the owner um, on a penny train for the way he's been acting and totally disregarding the lives at hand and really elevating, um, trying to elevate his company and save face. Just in poor taste, just really in poor poor taste. And uh, and it's just poor taste, you know. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Let let me get his name. Because he's a co-owner and spokesman. Uh, I don't know his name. We talked about it on Good Morning America. I should have cataloged his name. But I'll make sure. Oh, wow, I didn't know this. Yo, so something just broke like two hours ago. Uh, Mike Reese, who's one of the writers and producers of The Simpsons, was also part of the Ocean Gate trip for Ocean Gate Expeditions. I guess this is new. Wow, I did not know that. Wow. Wow, man. Lawrence, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> I'm going to tap into that. Thank you, Mar and the Serengeti. calls for clothes and says, "Man, I don't even do Great America. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. You know the people that are speaking out." They're so busy trying to save face and uh, with less than 30 hours. Oh, man. I I just don't know. Oh, question of the day for tomorrow. I put it on Twitter. I want you guys to think about this. We're not talking career. We're not talking long-term. 17 games, NFL, NFL. 82 games, NBA, 82 games, NHL. What's more wear and tear on a body? What is more they do? So we're not talking about, we know collectively CTE and all of that. We're talking about one season. One season, 17 games. 82 NHL, 82 NBA. What puts more of a toll on the body? We're going to talk about that in depth. Malik and I got into a very, very good discussion offline about that. Because the data says one thing. I know what the narrative is. I know if we just pay attention to the physicality. Of one sport, we were just oh man, is this my is this my a mile? man by a mile? Unfortunately, the number of injuries and the number of surgeries that take place after a season might throw a wrench in what you think. So. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your Tuesday evening. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. with myself and the left. Make sure, most of all, that you spin it different. Go to CFB, CFB Nation, people.